<laughs> no, really success for me. If first of all, you need, you need to get clear about what you want. That's, that's number one. So you have a vision, you get clear about what you want and you may or may not hit it. Know that going into whatever endeavor you set yourself forward to do, you may or may not reach this goal, but success to me is at the end of the night, did you do everything you could possibly do? Did you become the type of person you could become today to reach that goal? And if you did, you're a success today. Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. Here is Martin Grunberg. All righty. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Martin Grunberg, and of course, you've reached the Habits to Goals podcast. Today's interview is with an amazing young lady, really a remarkable woman named Kaylin Ellsbury. And so before I get into the interview, I just wanted to give you a little bit of background. Of course, we touch on all of this. First, she had reached out to me, I believe it was a couple years ago, while she was working on a book. Um, she kind of wanted to, I guess, pick my brain on some best practices about a book launch, about writing a book. I remember the, the meeting and I remember the takeaway, uh, I certainly had was, wow, she is a remarkable woman. The kind of second part of the background is she has been battling cystic fibrosis. Um, this is a terrible disease that impacts significantly your lung capacity and has made um, life extremely difficult for her. And year after year, she will spend a significant portion of the year, uh, meaning many, many days. I think if I didn't mishear her, she was talking about in the sometimes over a 100 um, so the reason I thought this would be a terrific interview other than her great energy and insight was to kind of peer into, um, the mindset and her mental toughness. Really, she has incredible fortitude. And so with that, there is your background. We will just jump right into the interview right now. So <laughs> hold on to your seats. And here we go. Kaylin Ellsbury, how you doing today? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm terrific. You sound phenomenal. Good, good. And it's, it's so good to be here with you. Um, so I think you know how we tend to kick things off. It's it's called the GTR. You know what that stands for? Good things report. Am I correct? Bingo. Yes, ma'am. So before we get into too much background and detail on Kaylin, I want to touch on the GTR. Do you want to go first or shall I? 
I'll let you lead the way on this one. Oh, gosh darn it. You do that to me every time. All right. <laughs> so mine is, I guess it's it's a little bittersweet. Um, <laughs> it's like the good news, bad news. The bad news is my 16-year-old daughter tore her ACL. The good news is she came out of surgery just yesterday and... Besides a ton of pain, everything looks, I guess technically it was two days ago, but everything looks great, and she's on the mend, and she is recovering. So that's my GTR. What do you got? I just found out that I'm officially speaking at the Entrepreneur's Alchemy event this fall. So, yay, very excited about that. That is phenomenal. And that is, you say in July? No, it's, uh, I believe, September, the third weekend in September. I thought it was supposed to be a summer event, huh? Because San Diego's an endless summer city, uh, so the theme is endless summer. Well, and I mean, technically, <laughs> it's not too far off. That's in, also in other true. words, I mean, September here is, in San Diego, that is, is, is often, um, one of the, the finest summer months. So yeah, our, our, uh, our fall starts a little late, I guess. Yeah. So Caitlin, thank you for joining me. I had to beg her to come on, um, a little background and I should just preface this whole thing. So Caitlin, you reached out to me, I believe was it on, LinkedIn, correct? It sounds about right. That yeah. Sounds about right. And Knowing me. Did, uh, is that ringing a bell? Do you remember what, uh, what prompted that? Well, I mean, I was writing my book at the time ah, and I believe I knew you were an EO, but I, I didn't know of you yet. And so as a recruiter, I <laughs> leveraged my LinkedIn network and just basically said, Hey, I'm writing a book. You've written a book. We should probably know each other. Amazing. She's a go-getter. And that's exactly what Kaylin does. She goes after it. So she reached out. Um, dynamic personality. It was easy to uh, connect and help her with her book. Why don't you tell us a little bit? We're going to talk more about it later, but tell us a little bit about the book. Yeah. So basically in 2014, I was forced to quit recruiting because I was getting excessively hospitalized from complications of the progressive lung disease, cystic fibrosis. And I was actually in a wheelchair. So my lung function plummeted to below 40%. And I set off on a road trip to kind of see the friends and family that I wasn't sure I'd live to see again. And through that, one of the things that's always resonated with me and that I've always had a network of growing up was entrepreneurs. So as I came to terms with the fact that my life may be ending soon, I also really wanted to learn as much as I could from the most successful people I could put myself around as I, as I experienced that. And I found essentially through interviews with people like the co-founder of Netflix, yourself, Boomer Esiason, Sharon Lecter, that although it's incredibly different to be surviving terminal illness, it's not too much of a parallel to draw between what it might mean to live every day as if it's your last and grow a company out of the thought that your company may be dying. So there's a very strong parallel between the two messages, which on the surface doesn't seem like there would be. 
Well, that's a mouthful too. So you just covered so much ground. We're going to, we're going to dissect that. We're going to pick that apart. So let's, let's do that. First, tell me the book title and then we'll go back. Yeah. The book is I am blank, the untold story of success. And that is Caitlin Ellsbury. So I am blank and your mission was in, in many ways, I don't know if the mission is, is the right word, but, but it was this idea that, um, I, you had your own battle and then you saw ways through again, I, I say she has this amazing mindset, um, to share not just from talking to other people, but you did a brilliant job, like weaving your own experience in and out of, um, these interviews with people. So like I said, I want to back up and, and I can only imagine, you know, growing up with cystic fibrosis was quite a challenge. So uh, any kind of, I'm sure there are many, but any kind of critical stories that, that stick out that, that helped, um, begin to mold that mindset you have? You know, I never really realized how different I was than other kids because it was always essentially my life. But when we ask about stories that stood out, I was 16, probably missing homecoming or some major life event because I've spent pretty much like clockwork, most major holidays in a hospital. And I was going through that bratty 16 year old phase and I was just I was so down and I was so pity party feeling it. And I, you know, I was crying and it was poor me. Why did I get dealt this card in life? Why don't my lungs work? You know, why can't I digest my food? And my mom got mad at me. And she, after about five minutes of me having my pity party, she just looked at me, the meanest creature on the planet and goes, you finished yet? And of course I'm like, no. (laughs) And she goes, let's go. And she grabbed my hand And she put gloves on me and made me wear a mask and the whole suited up thing. And she took me to the seventh floor of the hospital, which in Iowa was the burn unit. And I saw some things navigating that unit that changed my perspective forever. And do I get down? Absolutely. Uh, There are some days tougher than others. There's realizations when... You know, I'm not sure if I will leave the hospital on my latest round of IV antibiotics, but when you remember looking at people who are your age and they're missing part of their face because they were trapped in a building, Mm. it suddenly becomes very grounding and you feel very blessed for what you do have. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm glad I asked that question. And and when you say that bratty (laughs) 16-year-old... I think I touched on that in my GTR. <laughs> I know, I know that person very well. Um, wow, that is heavy. So, so that's at 16 and, you know, kudos to your mom for, oh, yeah. for giving you a checkup from the neck up. Um, and then, you know, leading towards the book, but I don't want to just get there yet. So take me. My understanding is at a certain point you dropped out of college, correct? 
Yes, I actually had a 4.0 cumulative GPA when I dropped out, and I was on academic scholarship. Wow. Academic scholarship? Yep. Wow. What school? Iowa State. There you go. So you're there. You you say, look, um, you know, you don't have to get too into it, but, but there was rationale behind dropping out, right? Absolutely. And, you know, if you want the full story, guys, I mean, definitely go to Amazon and buy the book. It's in chapter six. Shameless plug. But essentially, I mean, this is what it was, is I I had to wear a backpack full of my books. I've got 50 to 70 percent of my lungs on any given day. Mm. I lived off campus, so I had to walk to the bus stop in the freezing cold. And anytime you're in a situation where the air temperature changes, and you don't have lung function, you spend half the class coughing. And of course, all the new students look at you like you've got the plague. So you're embarrassed. And then from the actual physical standpoint, by the time I'd finish homework and walk back to, you know, my house or from do my medications to the school, I mean, it would add an extra two to four hours of therapy a day. And I remembered, even though I was an non-academic scholarship, I knew that at that level, my grades could not keep up. And when my grades slipped, I'd lose my scholarship. And then I realized I would, statistically speaking, the life expectancy was about early 20s at the time. If you were born that year with cystic fibrosis, you could live to be about 21 years old. And I remember thinking, I will never live long enough to pay off my debt. Uh. And I don't know how financial systems work, but I never wanted my parents co-sign the loans. Um, and I just, I knew deep down in my soul, I never wanted after I died, my parents to be responsible for me financially, knowing that I couldn't even graduate college and I put them in all kinds of financial debt and then I died on them. Right. Yeah. And I didn't want to get, get too heavy, but, but I think that ground, I mean, speaking of grounding people, uh, hopefully that's grounding Everybody who's who's listening and and that's I mean you know well most kids are off being and by most I mean me um, just being you know a goofy college kid you have a significant and major um, challenges to be dealing with so mm-hmm. there's one story that we have to talk about. And by we, I mean you this time. Um, it's, and this was what I found most remarkable. So when you reach out to me, I'm like, you know, who is this person? And then I saw this story and I was like, wow, she is a champion for the people. She is an amazing woman. And I, as I, you know, promised the audience from the get go. So I don't want to botch the details that I'll, the, the, the 20,000 foot view is, there was a special medication that would treat her that was working, and I'm already botching it. And and the gist is <laughs> she realized how expensive it was, and she fought for better pricing. So I'm going to let you let you tell the story with the details. Yeah, so the bird's eye overview is there is a drug maker who produces a drug that's thought, thought to halt the progression of my specific mutation because it is a progressive disease. So as you get older, your chances, statistically speaking, narrow pretty dramatically. Mm. 
And this drug came out at the affordable price tag of $259,000 a year. (laughs) I'm on at least 20 different medications. And so that just was not an option for me. And knowing what I know best, it's really recruiting and connecting and leveraging what I know to get to where I need to go. So I got on surprise here at LinkedIn. Mm. And first off, I wrote a blog and I wrote a very heartfelt, emotional blog. It's also in the book. And I sent that blog to every major TV producer I could possibly find and got turned down every possible time. Mm. And then it took me teaching a Zumba class in California. And mind you, I taught Zumba, but I'm not a good Zumba instructor. I'm missing part of my lung. Like logically speaking, you should not be doing this. And somebody in San Diego picked up my story, got me on the news. And through my perseverance, I was able to get on NBC nightly news with Lester Holt Mm. with it. 24 hours of that episode airing nationally in prime time. I was told that for my specific insurance plan and my specific situation, the drug was reduced from $259,000 a year to zero for those patients. To zero? To zero. Well, that's that's an incredible price reduction. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of it, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, well, and, and I'm proud of it. Just to, I'm honored to know you. That is... That is... Like mind boggling. Is are we allowed to say the company name or I think I mean Google cystic fibrosis drug or most expensive drugs in US history and you'll find the company name. Right. Not that difficult. And the gist is you brought enough attention to this where you changed so so by zero, does that mean the healthcare providers are, are footing the bill? Is that what's happening? The my particular insurance product, my particular insurance carrier has figured out a way for many people with CF in the state of California to have incredibly low costs on it, if any costs at all. And then there have been a lot of backlash from the media so that the price is still the same, but there's a lot of patient programs coming out there. That has dramatically reduced the co-pays. I can't take credit for all of this, of course, um, but I, I do think it's ironic that within 24 hours, everything seemed to manifest. Oh, I'm sure you can take um, as much credit as you would like, young lady. That's, <laughs> I mean, like I said, that's just beyond honorable. It's just humbling to... Uh, to know you and and I mean what a story if there's one thing I know and I think Jim Rohn was the one who said this originally in five years the difference in your life will be largely based upon two things the books you've read and the relationships you have fostered doesn't it make sense to take advantage of the downtime, whether you're on the road, on a run, in the gym, kill a couple birds with one stone, get a book going. It's phenomenal. It's, I, the more people I turn on to it, the more, uh, compliments I get. Not that I've actually done anything. 180,000 titles to choose from. You get one free book a month, 30% off any other book. Again, Check it out, audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals. 
I'm going to say that again real quick. AudibleTrial.com forward slash Habits to Goals, and that is the number two. All right, now back to the interview. So, so let me back up here. In case you're listening and you just somehow tuned in right here, Kaylin's written a book. She taught a Zumba class, if I'm even saying that right. You are. She has fought for a cause, and incredibly not just for herself, but literally a cause for other people to um, reduce drastically the price of medication for people um, suffering with cystic fibrosis. So what have you not done? I have not traveled internationally other than a brief stint in Mexico. Got it. Yeah, a fishing I, I think, trip I, in Canada. I think I remember when you were in Max, but that's probably because of the medical condition, right? Yes. Okay. I would yeah. Wow. And in doing the book, I am guessing uh must have been a, a ton of fun. You got to interview Give me some of those names again. I mean, wasn't like Boomer Esiason and isn't he uh, affected, of course, by this same cause as well? Yeah, his son Gunner has the disease as well. Gunner. Okay. Uh, yep, Gunner Esiason. Uh, so I did interview Boomer and then I also, through cold calls, was able to get on the phone with uh, the co-founder of Netflix oh. and then Sharon Lecter. She's the co-author of the Rich Dad, Poor Dad series. Classic. So, and I think, uh, yeah, go on. No, I was just going to say, first of all, Gunner is, is funny to me because, <laughs> and it's strictly me, my, my grandfather of Swedish Harris, uh, heritage is, his name is Gunnar. And of course, <laughs> of course, that's just Gunner, but the Swedish version. So I always find that funny when people run around with the name Gunner and it's, it's Gunnar. <laughs> Gunnar Svensson. Um, yes. But any nuggets? I, first of all, I, I Boomer is just a stand-up guy, a world-class guy. I have never Absolutely. met him, but I'm wondering if he if he imparted any nuggets of wisdom in terms of. Uh, I'm sh- I'm sure he gave you something. You interviewed him for the book, right? Yeah, and he was one of, not to play favorites, but he was definitely up there. One of the things that he said is, go all in. Hmm. And all he basically meant by that is if you're going to show up to do something, don't be distracted when you show up. Do it. Do it with your full content. And if you don't think you can, don't sign up for it. So for me, that was life-changing, and it sounds so simple, but... How many times in my own day do I just kind of show up to a meeting and I'm not 100% there or I'm thinking about something else or I can't give to my employees the way I want to? And it really was a paradigm shift for me for if I'm going to do something, do it. You know, I love that. I uh, I don't know if I'm sure you probably didn't read it, but I, I wrote a blog post about this. Very same thing. And it wasn't because it was my idea. It was my my uh youngest daughter ran for you know ASB like the school student body president right and the long and short of it is while i wanted to like talk her down and away from it because i didn't want her feelings hurt you know when or if she lost 
I managed to contain myself. But, but really, the only reason I'm talking about it is she wrote the speech and the title was the best speech ever. And that in my mind is, is the same thing. It's go all in. Like who, who titles their speech, the best speech ever. And I love it. What, I, what I realized I've learned from that is exactly what you're talking about. It does sound simple, but that's kind of where that lesson took me. It was this idea that she didn't run because she thought she was going to lose. You know, it was like she's she's going in and she's writing the best speech ever. And absolutely, it was not the best speech ever. But that wasn't even the <laughs> point. It was just that she was all in. So um I think that's a, I, you know, I'm not surprised when I hear Boomer say that. That's kind of how he played and how he led his teams. And uh I think how he tackles everything. Fantastic. Yeah. What about the uh, CEO from Netflix? You know, he was he was fun. I didn't <laughs> I didn't quite know what to expect. Um, there's only a few quotes from him in the book, but one she, of the things she, that yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, one of the things that really stood out for me about him is he was very charismatic yet friendly. And I expect it. And he was very open and raw and honest. And for some reason, I, I kind of had this opinion that the higher up you go when you cold call somebody, I guess, mm-hmm. maybe the more likely they are to be dealing with attorneys all the time and they're afraid to open up and they don't know what to say and they don't know who to trust, especially if you're a total stranger, which I was. Right. But he had some really good nuggets that just kind of. You'll have to check it out. But, I mean, he was a really sweet and charismatic, nice guy. Yeah, again, not surprised. I mean, it, it it's one of those things where, yeah, we'll, we'll create stories about people we, we don't know. Certainly some people in higher positions and uh, and then the reality, if you should meet him, is, is very, very different. Um. So today, you're not only a best-selling author, you're running a company as well, correct? That is very correct, yes. Why don't yes. you give us a uh, you know, two-minute overview of what, what your company does? So Landmark Makers was born out of my frustration of almost a decade-long experience in the recruitment industry, where being agency-trained, although I absolutely love recruiting, I feel like sometimes... Because of our incentives with pay, we just want to throw candidates to an employer and hope they hire them so we can collect a large commission check. Mm. So we are taking a more educational approach to working with companies so that way they can cut out their agency fee budgets entirely. But if they absolutely are not at manpower to do the internal hires themselves, they can utilize us at about half the price of traditional agencies and we still find the fill for them, but we do it in a collaborative and fun environment as opposed to here's 20 resumes, pick what you want and we'll hope for the best. Got it. So, um, make sure please that I get, you know, a link and information to your recruiting company because I want to, want to be sure to share that. I'm, 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 Fairly positive there are business owners uh, out there listening that that may have a need. So, um, perfect. And you got into that, you said, because it was a frustration you experienced how? 
I was in, I was a recruiter for 10 years. Okay. And I, I knew exactly what the problems were that we were facing. Mm. And I kept having people actually in EO reach out and ask me for help. And it was my significant other, Jeff, who one day he goes, Kaylin, you realize this is a business? And I laughed. But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, I guess it is. Um, and it's, we haven't looked back. It's, we've had very steady growth and we're coming at it more as I want to help you. I want to show you how to recruit. So if you never need to worry about an agency fee again, you're equipped to do that with less turnover and more efficiency for your entire system. Beautiful. And how is Jeff doing, by the way? He's fabulous. <laughs> we're happy. It's <laughs> amazing. He is an incredible. He's my best friend. Incredible young man. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey. Um, all right. So back to the book. One more time, you wrote this because you wanted to make sure people understood that if there was a way to encapsulate some of these, well, not just talking to, you know, I'm doing the air quote, successful people, but like I said, the way you weaved your, your interpersonal experience there, um, so you wanted to leave the reader with you know, two sentences. You wanted to leave them with a tool, a mindset. Talk to me. Well, that got fun. (laughs) Um, Trying to think of the best way to word it. So the opening quote, it gets me every time. And essentially it is a bird on a branch is never afraid of the branch breaking because its faith relies not on the branch, but in its own wings. Beautiful. Yeah. I thank you. We can we can move <laughs> on. Drop the mic. You're Boom. welcome. Drop the mic. We're done here. This has been a blast. I got to go. No. <laughs> I'm 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 doing a standing O in the office. Yeah, brilliant. So yeah, everybody <clears throat> and and I love that message. Um I can't tell you how many times I don't quite say it so eloquently, but but I continue to reiterate the answers are inside you, you, you. And then people are like, no, that's why, you know, it's okay to look outside, but everybody has the answers if they begin to trust themselves. And so that's the wing analogy. Um, well, fantastic. Yeah, we won't drop the mic. We'll, we will move on to keep this moving. We're running slightly. We're down to the final. We're turning the, the last bend, so to speak. So tough days. You touched on it early on. How do you, and, and, this is why I wanted you on, by the way. I mean, just for the whole story, not just this. I'm not trying to put pressure on this, but, but uh-huh. we think we in the audience think we, <laughs> we have hard days. Um, and, and then I hear this story and I see all the things you're accomplishing and, and the parallel is, you know, your mom dragging me up to the, the burn unit. So, so how, What's the mindset? What are you telling yourself? How do you get to the next day when things are very difficult? The reality is, is life, even the difficult times, you can only give a situation power if you attach the meaning to it. There's a 
story of two salesmen who go to Africa. And at this time, nobody in Africa is wearing shoes. So the one salesman goes, oh, it's horrible. Nobody's wearing shoes here. It's, it's a worthless market. The other salesman goes, this is the best market on the planet. Nobody wears shoes yet. It's unlimited. So when I think about the tough days that I go through, right. it's only tough when I give it a meaning of being tough. Wow. <laughs> You're on a roll now. Amen, sister. <laughs> you crack me up. No, you are. No, that's absolutely, I mean, everything we attach a story to. And, it's so true. And um, right behind me is a little rock. It says, whether you think you can or you can't, you are right. All and right. that's, of course, Henry Ford. And and so whether you think it's a shh, uh, okay, I'll put the explicit on this. Whether you think it's a shitty <laughs> market or an abundant market, you're right. Um, that's where it goes to trusting your, your gut. All the people that break out are are truly blazing their own trails. They're not looking around for somebody to say the answer is here. Um, they're just going after it, and they're creating a story of of opportunity and creativity. So that's fantastic. All right. So that moves us to how do you define success? Well, now it's your turn to drop the mic, isn't it? <laughs> no, really, success for me, if, first of all, you need you need to get clear about what you want. That's, that's number one. So you have a vision, you get clear about what you want, and you may or may not hit it. Know that going into whatever endeavor you set yourself forward to do. You may or may not reach this goal, but success to me is at the end of the night, did you do everything you could possibly do? Did you become the type of person you could become today to reach that goal? And if you did, you're a success today. Beautiful. Yep. Every time we get into this, and by the way, it's a staple on my interviews, I I, I always reiterate mine and, and it parallels. It's creating your ideal future. And I would be a little bit more forgiving, um, meaning I don't know if I did everything I could do, <laughs> but, but if I made progress today, um, and I do know where I'm going, you know, it's, it's going back to that Thoreau quote, which is if one advances confidently in the direction of his dreams and endeavors to live the life he or she has imagined, he or she will meet with a success unexpected in common hours. And, and really, if you were to boil that down to a few words, it's creating your ideal future. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and that's parallels exactly what you were saying. So, um, knowing where you want to go and just making progress every day allows you to know that you are a success. So thank you for that. That's brilliant. How about your uh, three best habits, Kaylin? Lead with the heart. Whoa. Whoa. It's true. Lead with the heart. And I wasn't even aware that that was a habit until Jeff pointed it out to me a couple days ago. So lead with the heart. Way to go. Continuously work on yourself. 
And by that, I mean mind, body, soul. So mind, read, read a lot, read more than anybody else, you know, body, take care of it. Don't feed yourself poison exercise. And so find something that makes you happy or allows you to feel positive feelings Mm. and do that often. And then the third one for my best habit is, is he, are you, are you reading this or is he he telling you this? (laughs) No, no, he's not even here right now. I'm thinking right now and I'm kind of swiveling in my chair. No, that's Um, my third best habit would probably be to give more than I receive. Wow. You are on fire. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, I know. And I mean, that. Go those, team. Are like, those are all phenomenal. How about one habit you are trying to, I don't even like to call it a bad habit. One you're just trying to change, improve, and you don't have to answer that. It's just out there. No, I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> I, for that $259,000 a year drug, you have to eat 20 grams of fat with a dosage. Ooh. So there's healthy. Yeah, right. Um, don't even get me started. There's healthy fats. I could have 12 almonds every night. Don't get me wrong. But um, I'm kind of right now going through a really bad phase of honey, honey graham crackers and peanut butter. I probably shouldn't be having so much sugar right before bed. That sounds healthy to me. Oh, it's deliciously healthy. Let me tell you. <laughs> Peanut <laughs> butter and honey. I love it. All right. Well, like I said, we're coming to a close here. How about a favorite website, tech tool, gadget, something you cannot do without other than, of course, probably your iPhone? Yeah. You know, I am a really, yeah, oof, way to, way to take away my favorite thing. Um, I, I'm really kind of getting into, oh goodness. Yeah. You know what? I'm taking this back. I'm starting over Duolingo. I have set a clear vision to learn Italian this year for absolutely no reason other than it's beautiful. And Duolingo, there's this cute owl that every day tells me to study Italian, and I freaking love it. Everybody should do it. It's Is great. that an app or a website? It's an app. It's an app. And, and it's Duo Lingo. D-U-O Lingo, L-I-N-G-O. L-I-N-G-O. that's clever yeah i love it and this little owl tells me to study italian every day and it just it makes me smile yeah you're learning a romance language that's Ah, ain't that true doesn't get any better than that duolingo i love it i gotta check that out yes you do i do Uh, yes you do do indeed Uh all right how about a transformative book (laughs) anything i mind yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll we'll play this game. I just finished. I'm an avid reader. <laughs> yes. But you are. I just finished Abundance. It came out a few years ago by Peter Diamandis. Uh huh. And it's not transformative in that it's personal growth like at all, but it's transformative in it really shows you how amazing the world is because of the technologies that are being developed. Yeah. And this book came out I think ten years ago and. Knowing that these were technologies, first of all, they're so advanced than I could have ever dreamed the world's becoming. And it was a decade ago that these were popular. So I wonder what else is going on now. You know, I wonder if it's that old, but you're right. It's, it gives you a totally unique and different perspective, like worldview perspective. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's, and it's better than that because it's optimistic. He's talking about all the great things that are happening, not all the crap things you hear on the news, right? Mm hmm. 
Yep, and it was 2012, not 2000. It's right in front of me. Okay, so it's five um, years old. Yep, so five That's years old, but... Okay. Man, it's you got to read it. It's 400 pages of amazingness. I've heard that from several people. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. So we got the book. We got the habits. We got the success definition. We got the app. Um, here we are at the kind of closing statement. Of course, we're going to link to your best-selling book and your company. But, Caitlin... How would you like to say goodbye to this audience, the habits to goals audience? I I would just really like to thank everyone who's stuck with us the last hour. Hopefully you've gained some really good nuggets. And if anybody's interested in some of the free downloads that we offer every week, we offer a different one, whether it is habits or deciding your why or how to overcome failure. So every week we send out a newsletter with it. You're welcome to go over to imseriespro.com and hopefully we can help you out with some of that. Give me that uh, URL again, please. I am uh-huh. series pro. Series? Okay. Series as if this is going to be a series, hint, okay. hint, pro as in professional. I'm going to try that right now. Dot com. No, that didn't work. I am SeriousPro.com. There we go. That worked. Ta-da. Check you out. Yep, and we're going to be doing a lot more updates to the website in the next week or two. That looks great, and I'm going to so. I'm going to go ahead and subscribe so I get my my tips. <laughs> um, well, Kaylin, I can't thank you enough. I know that the people listening have not only been entertained, but been enlightened and, and hopefully inspired by you, your message. Um, and I just think you're a beautiful light. And again, it's an honor to, uh, know you and call you a friend. So with that, we will say goodbye to the audience. Say goodbye. Bye friends. Goodbye. See ya. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. I told you Kaylin was a remarkable woman, and hopefully that gives you some fresh ideas, some good insight, and perhaps more than anything inspires you to keep pressing toward your goals. Until next time, to your continued success, make it a habit.